0: Welcome back to another episode of Cool Down Combos. This is Coach B. Thank you for listening to another episode. Just want to say thank you for all the love and support we've been getting about our uh, previous episodes. And in this episode, we've kind of really talked about our potential as runners and as um, human beings. And it was really great to like hear Keith's insight on his own potential and what was kind of stopping him from really excelling as a runner and a human being. And I think within myself, I've always had a confidence issue within myself with running, so knowing that like my potential is much higher than what I thought it was really helps me wanna push more and push further than what I'm doing right now as a runner. And just having the support system from friends and family and knowing that like you are perfectly fine and where you're at in life, and you can be much better if you just choose to be better. And I think this episode really gave us a lot of insight uh, within ourselves and what we need to do to kind of make us uh, better runners and human beings. And I definitely don't want to keep rambling on about um, this episode, but I hope you guys find this episode great. Definitely subscribe to this channel and just want to say thank you for all the love and support. Have a good one. What is up, Coach B? Coach Keith here welcome to another episode of cool down combos let's get this shit started again that was a good intro that was a good intro, good intro, good intro. <laughs> well happy sunday, happy we're, sunday. <laughs> we're filming this after uh, a week of somewhat resting and some hardcore interval training that we've mm-hmm. had you want to talk to them about what we did the other day
1: Yeah, that was yesterday. (laughs) Um, Yesterday we did a pretty intense speed session where we did two 600s, two 200s, uh, repeated that, Mm -hmm. and then did an 800. An 800. Yeah, Yeah. and then went down the ladder where Brandon just suggested we just start with two 600s. (laughs) (laughs) So we did two 600s, two 400s, and two 200s. Um, That was brutal. Yeah, you know what? The first. Man, I don't know why. Those first two 600s, those were. I was like, oh man, I, I damn near would rather do an 800. <laughs> I don't know why. Was, <laughs> I don't know why. It just felt so hard. I literally second in guessed middle. life
0: for a second. <laughs> I was all like, because literally the first 200s we did, me and you blasted off at like 30, I don't know, whatever it was, 37 seconds, right? 38 mm-hmm. seconds. And it ended up being like a four something pace. And I said, Keith, I can't fucking keep this up if we're gonna be doing this fast. And then I was like, Look, your marathon pace, your marathon pace is this. This is what we should be doing. And then we said, Okay, well, it's just after the 200s, we were like, Okay, we'll pace ourselves for the 400 or the 600. And uh, we didn't. We went all out again. And I think honestly, I felt great, except for I tried to do a recovery run after um later during that day and my legs were shot (laughs) i couldn't even like run i could barely run i was so tired my body was like depleted
1: yeah honestly um you know for me personally it was a big confidence booster because i was just coming off you know i told you guys about the thursday where i just wasn't feeling you know that great and i didn't do that well and then friday i just went ahead and just took it off Like, I didn't didn't do anything. Um, I think I just did, like, mobility stuff and just kind of hung out for the day. He needed it. And then, then, yeah. He's been grinding. Yeah, yeah. Then Saturday, I just knew I wanted to, I just wanted to build that confidence back and, and get some speed work going. So I ended up just putting, you know, seeing that online and putting that together. And, man, it just ended up being really good. Yeah. And then once we did it, uh, me and Brandon raced on the last two hundred. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna really like want to do it. And the first, the first, the first moment I heard his foot hit the dirt, I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker want to go."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so we ended up running like really low. How U- how course. fast was that?
0: That was actually. You
1: were four twenty eight. I think I got into four like fifteen. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I was like a second. Yeah, because I think when I looked at it, it said four. Four twenty-four, and I look. I mean, we try to sound like we're badass and be like, "Yeah, man, we ran a four, But that was only four for like two hundred meters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck <laughs> 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 that, man. I feel badass. You know, I would feel more of a I would feel more of a badass if I was like holding that for at least one mile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Hit that yeah, yeah. sub four, but the fact that I had someone push me because look, I'm not even training any. For a marathon, I just wanted to come out and support him. And literally, I woke up that morning uh, yesterday. and Keith texted me and he's like, "Dude, you're you're bowing out." And I said, "Nah, man, I'll be there in a second because I <laughs> uh, overslept." And so we got there. We started running around six fifteen. We got that shit done, you know. And then um, we did a cool down, which a cool down wasn't a cool down. It was man, a race. I don't I'm know not what we're
1: thinking. That that to me was like the 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 best part cause so we started doing the cool down uh we started kind of just talking and chilling and we just turned the corner and all of a sudden I'm just I'm just going like I didn't look at my watch or anything cause I was like oh I'm thinking we're going to like 9 nine pace or whatever nah, man. like that's how my body was feeling and how I was breathing we and, were up the yeah, hill but... and then all of a sudden I just looked down and I was going 643 mm-hmm. you know and I felt good like like, literally, like, really great. Like, I didn't need to push it any harder or anything, but it just no. felt good to be able to go at that pace at what I was going to <laughs> And we kept that up for two miles,
0: so... Yeah, you know, literally, because I think, uh, I think that, sec, I think the first mile was, like, eight something, and then second mile for me was, like, maybe mid-seven, and then we, then I think the last mile was, like, six, what was it, like, six, four, I don't know, six thirty-something to six... Forty something. Let me look at my Strava real fast. I just want to know because I'm curious. But yeah, I mean, homeboy over here, freaking, saying we're keeping it easy, and clearly we didn't keep it easy, like always. (laughs) You know, you can't. He says you can't trust me with anything, but I'm like, you can't even. I can't even trust you, dude. (laughs) you keep you keep lying to me about everything right? you can't trust each other i guess right, right if
1: you got a run group and nobody's lying your run group is suspect <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a couple of liars in there
0: oh jeez, i don't know man like i was just <laughs> yesterday was just uh yesterday was a hard effort let me go see busting the Strava uh last mile 651 and we we're cruising at 651 like not really out of breath we were kind of feeling super solid
1: the fast twitch muscle fibers were really just activated at that point. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, I actually listened to a podcast yesterday just talking about how you really just need to kind of get those fired up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially when you're doing short bursts and stuff like that. Um, but either way, man, for me personally, like I said, you guys know my marathons on the 8th of August. So, you know, just Couple doing weeks. that, yeah, yeah. Two
0: weeks. Two, two weeks,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so, uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, like, yeah, two, two weeks from,
0: We're going yeah. to cheer uh, Coach Keith over here, you know. I'm running the 5K with a client, so that's going to be exciting because he's 15 years old, going to be 16 soon enough. And um, I'll be on the course, and I think if i can i might just try sneaking and join the marathon runners and <laughs> you know be uh keith's little pacer that holds his water for a little oh, bit man. you know <laughs> this guy's going for uh <laughs> okay so realistically you know i was asking him hey what do you want what do you want to run this in he said he just said 230 245 i looked at him i said <laughs> I, I said I oh, that's some big ass goal right there <laughs> I was like, we haven't even trained at, at that caliber yet, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, he, was, he was washing his dish in, at my house, and he starts laughing the whole time. Like, dude, what's this guy laughing at? <laughs> and uh, he tells me, he's like, that look on your face, man, when I said 230. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know? Uh, but, you know, hey, like, his potential is so high that he doesn't even know where he's at. You know what I mean? And I think today's podcast, we kind of wanted to break down... Uh, your potential, and then really just kind of talk about other stuff that we have in our head. But it was funny because when I went to go look at uh, paces and, and kind of review where he was at, I was like, okay, so 2.30, it's about five something pace, you know, what is it, 5.44? And I was like, okay, that's actually doable. And I said, hey, do you think you can do that for 26 miles, 5.44 pace? And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then I was like okay so I looked at it I said okay 245 right because originally his goal was to do 250 and I said dude 250 is like 618 whatever it was and I said you you can run faster than that and then when I broke it down I said do you know what I just felt like 240 was like a good number in between 230 in between 245 for him so 240 and I broke it down and I said dude that's still a 606 pace you think you can handle 26 miles and he's all like I don't know. And I said, well, you're going to. Yeah. So now we're going to be doing, uh, he's coming over tomorrow on, he's going to do, uh, some mile repeats on my treadmill and see how he feels with that. But his potential is so high that he doesn't even know where he's at with it. And so he's just kind of second guessing if he's ready, if he's not ready, um, what he needs to work on. You know, there's only two weeks left. So there's only so much you can do, um, in those two weeks that would benefit you. And, realistically a lot of it may just be a recovery. Yeah. You know, recovery yeah. week of just laying the body settle down and not do much, you know, after listening to Debo, you know, um talk about his hard rock, uh, 100. Which congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations Debo. Yeah, That's uh that third fastest time on the course. Um and so when you look at it in that sense, you know, he just did what, 2 30 minute jogs in those 5 days and that was it and he felt so ready. Um to do that that race that he just won all out and you know, blood, sweat, and tears on that course. Yeah, and actually I kinda wanna sorry, I didn't mean to no, go off, but dude, East you serious, know, bro? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know what? I really wanna kinda dive into that, um, that whole thinking because you know, as I did listen to that, it's funny because you can't I can't imagine somebody just saying, Yeah, man, I just ran two 30-minute runs, and then I broke a record. Uh And, you know, number one, I mean, he's he's wise and and been in the sport a long time and and a proven winner uh, at a lot of stuff, and he's got a great coach and stuff like that. But regardless, I think he talked about just being extremely happy with running the race and not really worrying about too much else um and i think that really just comes from having a little bit more confidence not only in your training but in yourself uh-huh. uh just to know that you know what i think it's kind of one of those times you want to put your watch on some shit you can't read i told brandon i was gonna put my watch on kilometers so i would <laughs> give up trying to do the math or whatever but then i looked on. at him and i said
0: but you know what 5k yeah. is <laughs> what 10k is 15k um,
1: but doing that, it really forces you to just run on how you feel. Because I think even sometimes when I look at my watch, I'm like, oh, I'm going this fast, I got to stop. You know, or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going this way, I got to speed up. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just that really, the mentality that you have is really everything. Um, races begin and races end. Yeah, You know, at the end of the day, it really is based on what you're doing, so... You know, I've had people just kind of tell me, you know, just run your race. And whatever that happens to be will be what it is. You know what I mean? And if it happens to be faster than what I thought, that's great. And if it happens to be slower, then that's great, too. And it's just all an experience, really, to learn from. Um, so it's funny when, when we get people, we ask what our potential is. We just ran with somebody this morning. We ran uh, 14, shout out to, to Melanie. Miles. Yeah, shout out to Melanie. She was like, we were like, so how many miles have you ever done? And she said thirteen point one. And I was like, oh, we're getting that fourteen today. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there was now by no means was it easy, but she ended up doing fourteen point six. Fourteen point six. Yeah, and definitely could have finished to you know that last fifteen, but we just got to the parking lot. And it was it was just done by well, that
0: point. Keith's an overachiever. He did fifteen point one. I'm an under I'm an underachiever because all of a sudden I stopped my watch and Melanie's like, I only need point twelve to finish 14 and a half. I said, okay. And then she ran around I thought she wasn't done yet because the parking lot, I don't know how long it is, you know? So I said, one more round. And then she got to another round and it's 14.6. So I felt like the underachiever here, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was great to, it was great that A, like we didn't have such a large group this morning. So we had more of a one-on-one kind of conversation, like all three of us. So it was good just to be able to like have that moment where you know who who i mean look and if you think about it she may have or may not have um run with me um that far if i said hey let's push it and then you said earlier in the car like that you, since you're there maybe she felt enticed to be able to want to run a little farther just because Keith's there and Keith looks like a badass that just wants to like you know eat you alive right <laughs> but I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm just a nice guy here. But, uh, you know, people can say no to me. But when they look at Keith, they say, oh, shit, man, I can't say no to him. But we're just joking around. Uh, but we thought about it and I said, yeah, it's true. You know, maybe she just, maybe all it takes is, like, another person within the group to be like, hey, man, like, let's just try to push it a little bit. Because your potential is so high that um, you don't even know where you're at with your running. Like, you just limit yourself with doing like this type of running this type of programming when you know like hey there's plenty of times where you know i coached keith and and then i said okay you're today you're supposed to do 12 miles whatever it was right and then he ended up doing like 16 you know what i mean so he went based on feel he went based on how he felt and where he can push it and today melanie figured that out Especially on a trail. This is her second trail run that she's done. The first one she did eight miles with me and OG Josh. Mm-hmm. And we took her just around, you know, flat parts. And this time we actually did about 2,000 elevation gain. Close to that. With 14 and a half miles. And she killed it. You know, hey, we hiked it. We we walked a little bit of it. You know, but it doesn't really matter because she got shit done. She did it. She over she overcame what she thought was her, was her limit. And she puts me on that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it was just great. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for her, but, you know, for me, I think I've said it before, like, gradual hills and just hill running in general was something that I, I struggled with, you know, for like a long time. And me and yeah. B were able to just kind of keep up and just run those hills and not feel... I feel like we were done. You know, um, Brandon, yeah. it's funny, he didn't, he didn't keel over one time to breathe. He kept it up, like, the whole time, bro. Yeah. Like, real talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, usually I'm huffing and puffing, but we were just kind of in this really good, relaxed state of mind where, like, this whole week, it's been such a weird week. I mean, regardless if you believe in astrology or not, you know, full moons have a different type of energy. And we, me and Keith both experienced some weird-ass shit this whole week and when we went running on Wednesday, we did our 11 miles, it was like an easy, good trail run, and we weren't even, like, struggling. Like, I could have ran some parts of the hills, but I just chose to, like, relax, you know, and even when we were at a relaxed state after the hill, it was just cruising at eight to nine minute paces, Mm -hmm. and we felt so comfortable, and today we felt the same way. We were just kind of cruising uphill, just, like, You know, usually my mind kicks in and says, I'll just relax and, you know, just chill out. But, you know, when Keith was in front of me, you know, we are like step by step. It just felt good to push it just a little bit today without overly exhausting our body. And and from that point on, I knew, okay, like I can do a lot more than what I say. Because, uh, you know, even as a coach, and it's my whole concept with business, with our running business, my wife and I. I'm um, we talk about like the mindset aspect of like really overcoming your mind and like what it can do to you in, in any situation, regardless if it's running or not running. And um, sometimes I let my mind kind of control me a little bit, especially this morning, the first three miles, I was already hating life because my legs were so shot from yesterday's track workout that I was <laughs> like, I don't even know if I can run seven miles today. And then look what happened. We ended up doing 14 and a half just because we got in this good state of flow where we felt aligned with ourselves and what we were gonna to do today, so there is some type of intention and purpose behind everything. And look what happened—we end up uh, running, you know, for two and what two hours and forty minutes or something like that, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And usually, me and Keith, they're always about getting the speed done and getting that shit done. But he's in this taper week where he doesn't want to, doesn't want to overly push it. You know what I mean? So it's just great for him just to come out and join us, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I think just having his knowledge about everything and having just my sense of good energy, you know, you put both of us together, it's like a it's like an Oreo, you know what I mean? And we just create this. I don't <laughs> even know what I just said by that, but... The feeling, you know, we just create some good feelings, you know? And, uh, I do like Oreos. So I, I yeah, do. Yeah. So, I think Melanie just enjoyed the aspect of us, you know what I mean? Like, just what we, the energy that we brought, like, literally, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? I don't want to force it. Are you sure you she's like, no, I'm okay as long as I just relax and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it was good. She did 2,000 feet of climbing, 14.6 miles. She thanked me. Towards the end, Keith went a little ahead, and uh, I said, I'm going to finish strong with you, so let's finish it together. And she was, like, thanking me and saying, like, she feels like she's part of a family in that aspect, you know? And I was like, wow, that really, like, made me feel good. Not just because, like, I have, like, yes, it's my running business, and it's it's a, it's a free running club in that sense where we do group runs, and it's free, but the fact that uh, she felt at home with us, and even the fact that we told her like, hey, like you're part of the Los Coyotes crew now. She was even more excited, you know, even <laughs> if we were jokingly talking about it. She was like, oh, my coyote now, you know, that's Keith and I's uh, other uh, running group that we have, you know, Los Coyotes elite, um, but not just elite people. We welcome all people, you know, we've been kind of really tinkering with that aspect. But we became, we we came to this point where, we just appreciate life a little bit more now. I think we're seeing life differently. And, and yeah, you know, I
1: think, uh, I mean, for me, it there was just this, this aspect where anything you pick up and you work hard at, you just want the top, the top accolade of whatever it goes with, and all of a sudden, you get lost of why you even started in the first place. Uh, for mm-hmm. me personally, Amen. the first time I, I went out and ran it, I was still smoking cigarettes. I, I fucking just told myself, I want to make it to the next light pole, like, I, like shit like that. And it's just like, and it's funny that he says that right now that people watch me and they, they think certain things, but like at the end of the day, you know, I think those things when I'm with other people, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like, sometimes I know it can look a little daunting, but I, I mean, it's been a lot of work and a lot of mental struggle to to even get to this point where I can even relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And it <laughs> took me a long time for well, me to be able to do that. When you think
0: about it, back then you weren't doing the work in that sense of like the self inner work. It was just using external factors to try to fulfill your life. And now you kind of reverse that. Now you've kind of had a more of understanding and that could have been just talking to someone and really just letting out your emotions. And, you know, the, the first time me and Keith ran together, just us, you know, we sat. I don't want to say we didn't sat. We, we ran, but we were kind of at some stage we were kind of walking because we really just engaged in our life, like which his life circumstances were somewhat like mine. So we had a better understanding of our life and everything like that. And now when I see him from that state of mind till this state of mind, it's like night and day because, you know, he may not want to say it on, on here, but I'll just going to fucking say it that he's putting all his eggs in this running basket right now. Like he's literally trying to get sponsored by a brand that he believes in, regardless if it's Nike, hashtag Nike.
1: Um, <laughs> I love Nike, man. I know he, he's a Nike—he's a, he's a
0: Nike fanboy. <laughs> um, just do it. Just do it, you know. <laughs> but it's also just—I think he's just trying to build his resume as well. Like we literally just had a discussion. You know, he was originally going go to go uh, to a university or um, a junior college to like you know figure out some other things he can do because he's already a personal trainer, right? And he's good at what he does. But he wants to expand his knowledge and expand himself more so we literally started talking about um this running certification that um, i have and everything else beyond that so i told him look this is xyz if you want to get there this is what you need to do mm-hmm. if you feel like you don't if you feel like you're knowledgeable right now and you're ready to take on more running clients and blah 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 then this is where you should go to like this is the route you should go to so literally there's a path. And I gave him it's either left or right and I and I didn't mean to be redundant a lot in this conversation with him But it was either you make the choice to do it or you don't make the choice and if the choice you you make is Is the choice you make it's not gonna hurt you there's there's not a, like a wrong way of someone saying you're an idiot you mm-hmm. know there's just what you feel is best for you at this moment and um, and it's funny because we were literally, he was like, Hey, we should save this for the podcast. And I said, yeah, man, like I actually thought about talking about potential, um, life, you know, where you can really be at when you kind of realign yourself to who you are, because he's trying to figure out everything himself and he's putting all his eggs in his basket with running. And, um, you know, I'm not saying a million other people are doing it and there might be, you know, a lot of great runners out there that feel the same way. But they don't know how to approach it and he's approaching it in a way where he's investing more of his time and his energy into something that he's that he loves now like he loves the trail aspect he loves the ultra running aspect of it he loves just being out in nature um you know two hours to you know soon enough will be at least six hours maybe (laughs) maybe a little bit more you know we've done these training runs six hours seven hours But, you know, we have a race coming up and who knows how long that's going to take. That's 36 miles with almost 8,000 gain, you know, and you think about it, that's a lot, especially within, what is it, the first few miles? The first first five miles. miles.
1: Four four grand. Four
0: (laughs) thousand gain in the first that, you know? So it's just really, he's just becoming who he believes he should be. And if you believe in yourself, that's, you know, that's where the magic happens.
1: And just to uh, piggyback on a little bit of what he was saying, it's it's crazy because I think this era and this whole time frame of like when I was say maybe eighteen to now thirty three, it it really was put in our heads that you should do it on your own. You shouldn't ask anybody for help, and like you don't you you got all the tools, and that that is very well true. That you have a bunch of tools and you have a bunch of things that you can lean on, but I think a lot of people are personally just afraid to say that they don't know something. You know what oh, I mean? And oh, it's definitely. like it's just it's so crazy. I think I heard somebody. Um, man, I, I still cannot think of this French runner uh, we've been trying to figure out from the Barkley Marathon. Yeah, uh, but either way he just talked about a, a very Western American thing is that we don't like to say we don't know. You know, I mean, I've, I've gone on many conversations before, you know, when, you know, I was kind of scared to be myself where people would say, oh, yes, you done this. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, and it's like, it's clear I, I just have it, you know, and I just was too afraid to be that person in a conversation that doesn't know. And for whatever reason, we, we tend to do that. But the more that you open yourself up to being able to say that you don't know, all of a sudden, you're going to get more people who want to help you. You know what I mean? And it goes with that old expression, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And it just, it really, it really just makes it kind of hard to try to, like, figure out what you want to do if you just keep playing the whole, like, hit or miss game. When sometimes you just got to kind of back up. Um, They say the number one thing like expression or or real power is like succumbing to something meaning that could be you know what you know for me um it was personally me and and alcohol and drugs and stuff like that i had to come to a point where i couldn't do it on my own you know what i mean it's just like we all want to say it and i mean there's plenty of music and songs out there oh i did this all by myself i did and like that could be very well true but I guarantee you there was help along the way somewhere. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? And it's just like, like when I was doing the running and, and running at 11 minutes a mile, I was going to AA at the time. So when I would run, I'd be like, okay, I did my physical shit. Now I'm going to AA. And, like, and he talks about self-work and stuff like that. I didn't even have a concept of self-work. <laughs> but most mm-hmm. of the time, you can't do self-work just by yourself. You kind of have to like really open up. You have to like put yourself out there. You have to be open to somebody telling you, "Hey, that possibly is not the way that you should be doing that." Yeah. And it's just, I think we're all very closed off in that because we don't want to feel stupid. And the thing <laughs> is, I mean, the only time I I personally will feel like something is stupid is if you know you kind of just sit there and you don't know, but you just refuse to get any help from somebody who can clearly help you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's the point where it's like, that's a little bit of stupidity that you have something that's right in front of you. Like, if you had a million dollars that was sitting in front of you, you wouldn't be like, well, I have my own million dollars. I don't need your million dollars. Like, that's the whole concept of how you should be thinking about when you need help. And, you know, for me, I knew when when I first joined Brandon and running. I wasn't very confident in my running. Now that doesn't mean I was like any slower or any faster or anything else. But I needed a lot of help in what to do, my direction, why I was running, why I was doing so much, why I wanted to run myself into the ground, why I didn't want to take a rest day. Like I didn't even know the concept of a damn rest day. Uh, you showed you know? I, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I do it every so often now, but it's just like
0: just knowing that
1: your body. It, you're it you're just really more mind you're just
0: more mindful now. Yeah of everything.
1: It. Yeah. And it just it really goes along with with everything that you're trying to do in life. And it's like how many times do we all have this potential that we're all talking about yeah. and we can't grasp it or we can't seem to get to that next level. And I I mean, almost every good runner or good runner who thought they should have been better almost says you know i needed help
0: yeah. and
1: it's like we all just want to do it our own way we want to go with what's comfortable we want to go with what helps us feel better and what always makes you feel better isn't always what you decide that that is that yeah. sometimes you need a little bit of outside help and mm-hmm. i'm just here to tell you man that you that's man, not oh, true excuse me that you just you need help from so many people different avenues and i mean running yes it helps when you run but it helps when you do other things as well
0: hey, amen i mean think about it right now timothy Olson just did the pct he didn't do them by himself yes he did by himself but he had a whole crew of people that helped him out and he wasn't ashamed of it you know what i mean the thing is when you go for these efforts and you do things in life there's always there's always going to be help along the way and the fact that if you can't, um, you know, take that help, there's something within yourself that's blocking That's blocking that, you know, we're all about, you know, energy and, and spirituality in some aspect with all that, you know, and a lot of that self, when you think about it is you're just really not wanting to manifest what you want to do. You're kind of in a different state of mind where you think that if you ask for help, you know, you look, you're looked down on. You know, there's plenty of people out there that I've talked to and and I'm trained, and I've always said, man, there's so much more to you than you than you know. And the fact that you know they're starting to feel more comfortable, when they open up about everything with me. It makes me feel great. Um, the fact that you know, personally, we're not helping out our friend Donnie with his marathon training. He's kind. Of, we give him a little more information. He kind of gauges that right. But he's taking him listening to a podcast that we recorded about marathon training, all of a sudden he's like hyped up on getting back on this mar- marathon, training, um, aspect. And that help he got was just a uh, help from, you know, the podcast that we recorded about marathon training and, you know, help doesn't have to necessarily be a physical person. It could be, you know what I mean? Um, some aspect of a podcast or a book, and that helped you along the way of your journey, you know? And, um, and yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to really see yourself in, in another aspect of, you know, how great we are um, as runners, as human beings, you know, and I think a lot of people just don't see that about themselves. There's so many great people out there that do so much for the world, but, you know, what we see is like, wow, they're so nice and great, but then they may not even feel that way about themselves, you know, and they think that this is where they're supposed to be at in life. And that's not true. I believe that there's so much more to life than, you know, what we're doing now. Like, what we're doing now is just setting us up for what we're going to be doing in the future. And if you keep limiting yourself with that aspect, um, you know, as a runner or as a human being, I think you're just going to fail, right? And there's nothing wrong with failing because at some point we have to fail to be able to to succeed. And I also believe, like... Once you get to that state of mind where we're always succeeding, then, you know, it's already there for us. Everything that we already think of is already manifesting to what it should be. It's just us aligning our own thoughts and feelings with what we want to manifest. So literally, like, if we're in this type of energy field, you know, what we believe in, right, we believe in God. So if we're in this whole energy field of God, then we know that everything's perfectly aligned already with us. And it's just keeping that same mentality up and mentality up and just really knowing that like, we are perfectly safe. We are perfectly, you know, abundant. We're, we have a lot of confidence. We're self worthy. You know what I mean? There's like, there's so much aspects to everything that we learned and what we teach to our own clients that, you know, is our greater purpose and it's our greater good to like really know that I can help out someone with not limiting themselves or not, um, you know, running away not, not having them run away from their own situations and knowing that like your potential is so high right now that you just don't even know where you're at. And I'm here to help you acknowledge that. Like the fact that when Keith was running, um, before we even met, he's running these fast paces and everyone's like, Holy shit, man. Like this guy's running with us now. you know, when, before we did a group run with him, he run like a seven something pace. And, you know, yes, that was great and that was all cool. But then once we really broke down everything, when I was coaching him, he really understood There's much more. And then once he got that kind of squared away and and even right now, it's still a work in progress. All of a sudden, he's hitting these low numbers and doing these uh, Strava segments, you know, that are challenging and hard. And he's placing top five now, you know, because he literally figured out what was stopping him. And he didn't want that feeling anymore. He didn't want to suffer through that. And look what happened. Now he's this ultimate running guru that just really loves to run and really loves to share his passions towards something. And he's still figuring out everything too. He's still trying to get to the next level and, you know, hashtag Nike for sponsoring him. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up. Hit him up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think in some aspects, he just knows what's up. And he's working towards that, you know. I'm working on big goals. He has big goals too. I think, realistically, we just want to be in a good state of mind. It's like Debo said that, you know. Dylan Bowman said like when he got to that starting line at Hard Rock 100, he felt so good that he just wanted to get this shit done and just, you know, and feel feel like feel that energy from the mountains. And that's how he. That's how Keith is feeling right now. Keith is just ready to get stuff going. And even with this marathon, if he doesn't hit his two you know 30 or 240 whatever he aims for it doesn't really matter because in the end he went for it he he did it he finished and he made his mom proud because his mom's coming out to watch him you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah that's
1: pretty dope and
0: his mom hasn't ever watched him run before i don't think like in a competition like this so i haven't even met her yet and i'm excited to meet her and um you know cheer keith on to finish the race. Like I said, I may end up trying to sneak in the marathon area and try to run a little bit with him, you know, make sure to keep him on point. You know, he, he probably appreciate that, but he may be in a different state of mind where he feels really good. And, you know, he may just go for it, but regardless, he's going for it and he knows where he's at. He knows that, um, the only limit he has is his mind mm-hmm. with it. And so if he can get that squared away in the next two weeks and just kind of breathe it out, and take some rest days and maybe not run as much the next two weeks, then he may feel 100% for the race. But there's also two more big races right after that. So it's really just kind of, you know, trying to figure out, okay, like, do I put all my eggs in the basket on this race, this race or that race? And they're all four to six weeks apart from each other. So really he's just trying to bulletproof himself right now. And then this race will kind of dictate where he's at for the next race. And my whole thing was, you know, hey, you got to be careful with all that racing. You don't want to put too much on the body. But if you feel good enough to do it, you know, who am I to stop you from really doing that? And um, and I told him, look, if you don't get where you're at for this next, um, for this upcoming race, then you put all your eggs in the basket for LA Marathon, if that so happens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the mask mandate keeps changing. So I don't know if that's really going to happen right now. But if it goes through and 30,000 people run it, you know, Keith's going to you know, pull out the big guns and go for it, right? <laughs> and uh, I think there's a lot of potential in, in that race for him. And if he can pull it off, if he gets the training dialed in right now, um, a lot of things can happen, you yeah. know? It's just knowing where you're at with it and being okay with it and, you know, progressing from that from that state of mind. Yeah, I think something
1: that that is also something I've, I've come to learn um, is that there's no real endpoint. there's no like y- everything that you do is con- like continuous it's a constant stream like it's not like even though they say you're born and you die and your life ends no your energy goes to another like to another realm and in-, in my eyes personally your energy is used in a different way it's just a way that you can't personally conceive like, in the human mind, you just cannot conceive it because you're not ready
0: for that. So Keith's going to become yeah. a coyote when well, I guess... Maybe. <laughs> <Ava> <laughs> Lo- Los coyotes down. right there. Shout out. <laughs> in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but,
1: you know, I think... You know, at first, this whole journey, it was just, I want to run fast. Okay, well, shit. I didn't even really know what running fast was. Then it's, oh, I want to qualify for this. And then it's like, now... It, it doesn't mean as much as it did because now I see that it's a continuous process. Yeah. And once you know that, that there is no end point. There is no time where you're just going to come to the end of something. You know, you keep going, you keep grinding, you keep getting there. And if you're ready to be done with that one thing, that's nothing wrong with that. Then you continue on with something else. But there's really like... It's not like like millionaires go, I made it to a million dollars and just stop. Like, they don't just stop all the, what they're doing. they just like, oh, okay, I got here. I'm here, you know, and now I'm ready to go to the next thing. It's, I'm not comparing everything to millionaires and billionaires and everything. But, you know, when you go to the grocery store, same thing. You pick up groceries. It's not the end of you eating food. It's just that time you're going to eat for that time. That's really it, and that's how life is. Some Oreos, how, huh? Yeah, put bro, some, or- some Oreos, man. I can't do. I can't eat <laughs> no fucking Oreos. Put some I Oreos wish, in that, bro. I wish. That's that rhyming right there. Um, but it's just, I think we all envision ourselves on this mountaintop where, like, oh, it's it's like that that click moment where there is there to me. Am I there? Is no clicking moment? Yeah. There is like you've gotten to where you you said you want to go, and now it's either. You know, I think I want to do something else or I want to continue on with what I've already done. And once you know that, once you have that in your head, then everything doesn't seem to be so heavy. No. Because then once you put all that pressure on yourself to reach this, this end-all great goal. It's like, like Michael Jordan, when he got six rings, I'm sure he wanted to go for a seventh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why... I mean, you got six in a row. Tom Brady. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's an ending point And there comes a time where there's going to be life after what you do. Mm-hmm. Or there's going to be life after football. Life after basketball. There's life after running. Or there's running in a different way. Or there's turning on other sports. Having a family. Being a father. There's all kinds of things that are just... That are so life-rewarding. And once you know that, I swear that's is when I feel like you can reach your potential. Because once you put your whatever you think your end goal is and just know that it's just another place in your life to project you to the next thing, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it just doesn't seem so much. Like qualifying for Boston was so important like a year or so ago. And now it's like I mean it'd still be great. Like and I'm still looking forward to being able to do that. But it doesn't have that same effect on me because I feel fast whether I do it or I don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like this holy grail type of situation where, you know, I, I just really feel like, and I think that's why I've gravitated towards trail running a lot more is because it doesn't seem to be that, you know, I mean, Western. Everybody wants to run Western states. Everybody wants to run Hell yeah. UTMB. I want to run that. And yeah, of course you do. But you know, it's not like, oh man, I'm I'm not an ultra runner if I don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? You're an ultra runner if you're getting out there in the fucking mountains and you're running. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. And there's just all kind of different ways and different facets that you can reach where you are. So don't put so much pressure on yourself, and whether that be school. Whether that be, you know, your relationship, yep, yep. whether it be like anything that you want to do, just do it because you love to do it. And all of a sudden, that great energy that, that you put into that, it'll, it'll just breathe out of you. It'll just come out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I, I know we, you know, I don't want to ramble on too much. But, you know, when you meet me, it's not like it, you can tell I'm a runner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I breathe. It's like it's, it's what I love to do. It's not like, you know, I breathe out, mm-hmm. oh, this time, oh, that time. It's like I just breathe out that I just love to run. Like I like getting up at 4, 4.30 and 4.45 a.m. when it's dark and it's quiet and I just love running in that. And there's just something about that. Nobody has to like, I really don't even need an alarm at this point. You know, it just, it, it just comes out of me, you know, and I love saying good morning to every single person I run by. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. whether they say hi or not, you know, I just love to do that. And I feel like that is where my potential lies, is putting out that energy. It's like, hey, man, you're also running at 4.30, and you're saying good morning? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you see people, and they just look like they just ran out of bed, and they're just trying to do this because they're on some weight 30 or whatever they're trying to do. And you know the difference, you know? And it's not, it's not that. And once you... Just really come to grips with who you are and what gives you that that full bodied experience. I mean, it really is nothing like it. It's like when you meet like the love of your life kind of thing. It's not like I could put. I mean, my fiance number one ran thirteen miles yesterday, talking about she was going for an hour. (laughs) Shout Shout out out Christina. Yeah, shout out Christina. She ran for two hours and four minutes. You know, just because she said she felt good. And, you know, that's really what life is all about. Feeling good. It's just feeling good. Good vibes. Because at the end of the day, man, I I mean, we live in such a toxic, negative-induced, media-driven world that it's like, it's almost a crime to be happy. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, you see all these people like, oh, yeah, we're on the commercials doing this. But it's like... The idea of saying that you're happy with just whatever you're doing, yeah, it's like there's always just there's always going to be a hate crowd regardless. But when people can, they'll respect it, and uh, you know that's it's why I do leave that often
0: there. Yeah, I I I totally concur with that. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know what um, my potential was. And yesterday I figured that out with um, doing the track workout and I figured out that I can actually go much further than what I thought. And so it kind of just that yesterday's workout taught me like there's so much more to myself than what I thought. And it was a great it was great to do that. Sometimes you got to put yourself in situations where you have to kind of work a little bit harder to know, okay this is where I'm at just like doing the David Goggins challenge, right? Four by four by 48. I, I spiced it up when I did it and I did five miles every four hours for 48 hours, right? So I ended up doing 60 miles for those two days. And when I did that, when I finished it, I said, wow, I know my potential and I know where I'm at, you know, with that. And now I can, now I figured, okay, if I ever do a 24 hour race, which you know, hopefully under 24 hours for our first 100, right? (laughs) Now I know what it feels like to be kind of drained and exhausted and be able to still run, you know, miles at a time with little to no sleep. So this episode was really about just potential and where you're at and hopefully something that you do ignites a fire within yourself to be able to like keep pushing it um without injuring yourself please don't injure yourself based on this but just really know like where you're at in life and you know just keep thriving to be better and that's what um we're all about and i think that's why i think me and keith work so well together when we do conversations on this podcast or just in life in general is that we have an understanding of there's a part of us that still needs work but there's a part of us that needs one another at some point to like Hey, you can speed up the workout, you know, um, on this section or Hey, man, you can run a little bit further on this section. So we have a better understanding of like what we can do to really help one another out. And that's not just with Keith. That's all with all my friends. I try to be that person that just tries to guide them and coach them in certain ways and really give them answers that they need. or maybe Maybe they don't need it or want it, but I give it to them anyway. And that's just my personality in some sense of just wanting to really better everyone as human beings, as runners, as husbands and wives, whatever it may be. I'm always there to like really help you as much as I can. And maybe that's why both of us are here on this earth right now and starting a podcast about running in life. Because, you know, maybe our message is to give you guys this. And maybe you're listening to this on a long run next week or whenever. We published this because we have a, our last episode is going to be published tomorrow, but it makes you think like, okay, like hopefully this really kind of just sets everything in motion for you. And we know where we're at with everything and we just want everyone to succeed and that's just our personality. So I think what Keith said was a great ending to everything and I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys have a great run. Um, whatever you guys may be doing, I hope it's great and I hope it's amazing and I hope it's awesome and hopefully, um, you keep tuning in with these episodes that we keep putting out because we have so much to say and sometimes we feel guided to, you know, stay off track with running a little bit and kind of give you more life lessons, you know, we've been through a lot in our lives and we have a lot to share and we feel like there's so much more to, um, our personalities and everything else. So if Keith has nothing else to say. Which I highly doubt he probably want to say something. No? Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, hashtag no, you, hashtag Nike. Uh, yeah, just thank you for
1: listening and uh, thank you for the feedback, if you so choose so. Um, and just thanks for, uh, you know, being a part of our lives, whether here, there, or everywhere, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, we love you guys. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Cool Down Combos. So I guess it's time, right? Are we doing the bowl? Hit him. All right. Peace. Hey guys, Coach B over here. I just want to say thank you for listening to another episode of Cool Down Combos. Me and Keith had such a great time talking about our potential and our limiting beliefs behind that potential and. Knowing that we can push further and farther if we just have this right mindset and know that, you know, we are up here instead of down below. So just really digging in deep and really having an understanding of what we need to do to kind of move forward in life. And I really enjoyed this episode with Keith and I hope that somehow this ignites something within yourself to like just keep pushing forward and keep moving forward in life in general and just really grind it out and really be humble about everything. And just want to say thank you for listening and definitely subscribe to this channel if you enjoy every part of this episode. Um, definitely have a great run today if it's in the morning or in the evening or midday. Um, stay safe, stay hydrated, and just have a good one. Take care.